What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL show. We are back. We are ready to roll. We're going to cover every game this week. We're going to talk about the absolute disaster that happened in Washington around the celebration of Sean Taylor and retiring his jersey. Um, some other NFL news. It's a great show. You know what it is. Let's roll. <laughs> Welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is Friday. I haven't even looked at the date. 22nd. Uh, we are back for the... Almost at college. I'm all over the place. We're on a Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. My brain is just mush at this point. I I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Michael's back with us. How are we doing today, good sir? <laughs> I am great. Happy Thursday, Friday morning to you. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird... I got giant... For those of you who can't see, because they're not looking at the video, I have just giant headphones on right now. I look like a freaking uh, 19s... 1900, 1900s, 1990s DJ. Um, I left my headphones. I visited Tim this weekend, who does the college show. Left my headphones, left a mask up there. You know, just real real fun stuff uh, in the greater state of Michigan. But it was nice to go to a state where I can just legally gamble whenever I want. That was that was real nice. Oh, yeah, you don't have that luxury, do you? No, I got to hop over to Indiana or want to go up to Michigan or use oh. one of the offshore accounts. It's yeah, just a, it's a disaster. I need Ohio yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. get it together. Yeah, get with the times. So yeah. What's going on over there? Well, there's a bill sitting in the Senate, and it just hasn't passed the House or something because they're figuring out licensing. I was like, who cares? Just figure it out and Sign get it done. It. What are we doing? <laughs> Stamp it. Move it on. West Virginia has it. Indiana has it. Michigan. Three states that surround us all have Call it. Call the neighbors. <laughs> Call a neighbor. <laughs> Phone a friend. Figure it out. I don't. This isn't hard. I don't understand it. Oh, um, you, you get paid. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, but we speaking of gambling this week, board. I looked at it, and who man, it's a it's a bit of a doozy to try to navigate. I mean, there are some wide. I feel like this is a very solid weekend for teasers. I have one that I'm uh, not a big teaser guy. I don't know about you, but uh, there's one that I'm I'm looking at pretty pretty nicely. I think um, that we'll talk about here. I'll I'll throw it out at the end of the show once we go through all the notes. But it's there's a lot of big spreads out there this week for the NFL. It feels like a college board, to be honest. Yeah, there are definitely a couple out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw a tease out. I, usually I'll just throw, like, one tease out every weekend, just, you know, just to have it out there, you know, just some sort of, like, plus 300 sort of tease I have out there. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't do it too often. But, yeah, this board is some huge spreads. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, what was I going to say, too? There was um, – I do the par- – I'll, I'll usually throw, like, a parlay in there every week. I'm good for about one to hit every year, which is nice. But there was some I saw today. There is a dude who has a four, fourteen parlay, three NBA underdogs that have all hit. He's got money line on the Browns. He bet thirty thousand to win like one point three million. Who has thirty thousand to put on a fourteen parlay? Like who are these people? I don't understand this. Where do you all? What do you all do for a living? Please show I mean, me. <laughs> yeah, that's so gnarly. And I don't. I won't. I mean, if he's betting thirty thousand, you can't even really feel bad for him if he loses. No. Um, hopefully, he's got you know another 30,000, you know, just to put on the Broncos just in case. Um, <laughs> I'd be calling friends, taking out a home equity loan, like doing something to hedge that bet or just cash yeah. out. It's like a $600,000 cash out. Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, yeah, either cash out or, yeah, or just do a little hedgy in there. But, um, yeah, that's that's gnarly. But I can't feel bad for him if he loses. You're putting down 30K, like, I mean, on a parlay, it's a serious problem. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, on a parlay, you, you got to have cash to do that. Absolutely insane. Um, one of these weeks we're going to start going. I, I thought about it this week. I just didn't organize it. we got to do a recap, like a take stock. Maybe maybe next week we'll do a little take stock of where the NFL is at. It's almost a halfway point. There's no technically halfway point because we have an odd number in the NFL anymore. Hate it. Can't go 500 unless there's a tie somehow. Um, but maybe next week we'll do a little take stock of the NFL. 
Um, but we got some games to rattle off. We're I don't think we should spend a whole lot of time. I haven't made my pick too, but we might as well for the listeners. We're gonna it's gonna be a little time warp here. This Thursday night game giving me all types of fits. I don't know. I haven't put out a pick two ep- or, uh, video yet for the Trophy Kids. It, the line's at one and a half. Broncos are plus plus one or one point five. Um, I apologize. I'm just all over the place. Over under forty and a half. I don't even know what to make of this game. Like these teams are not only banged up. The Browns are what? They're going to pull a, a parking lot security guard to play offensive line at this point. Like what are? I don't know what we're doing. Case Keenum. The downgrade is crazy to me because I don't think Case Keenum is like all that big of a downgrade given he's been in the the offense before and the Vikings and showed he can perform. But like this game, I can't make heads or tails of it. I mean, yet yeah, I mean, no one's playing for the Browns. No, <laughs> I mean, no one is playing for them. They, they, oh, they did like, get Landry back. I did see that. He's going to play. Okay, he's back. I mean, I'm guessing Beckham's not. Correct. No, I did not see he was. I don't believe he's active. They said he was a super long shot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they have no one playing for them. And <laughs> I don't know what to do for this game either because, I mean, Denver's pretty banged up too. But, I mean, me personally, I, I think I'm just probably going to do Denver money line. I'll probably be wrong on it. But I, I think it's worth just giving it a try, uh, just because why no not? One is playing for Cleveland, like why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? It's it's yeah. a terrible, like it's it's bad. Like we're gonna get a decent matchup next Thursday night, but this is the bad part. This is the point I did want to break up. What do you do with Baker Mayfield? Because I, I I think this is a question that you know it's starting to be asked. You don't want to be behind the Lamar Jackson contract that is coming down the pipeline because that's gonna set the market. But like, uh, what do you do with Baker? Because in his contract situation right now. Dude, that is so difficult because, you know, quarterbacks, you don't necessarily always get paid based off just how good you are. Um, so, I mean, Baker's going to command a lot of money, but is he – I mean, it's so hard to say. With him. I, <laughs> the Browns have seen found this the... go the wrong way, but, I mean, it worked out for Dallas. Obviously, it didn't work out for Washington, but, I mean, do you slap a tag on him? I, I don't know. It, it, you might want to go that route. Um, I mean, I, I've obviously seen that go really bad, but – Shit, I don't know what to do with that guy. <laughs> this is where I fall. They're in the, like the worst possible p- position because he is not an elite quarterback. That's not right. controversial, but he's not a bad quarterback, and you Correct. are a good football team. So you're in like the worst situation possible because you can't really roll the dice in the draft unless you're going to trade up. I mean, this draft class is a little watered down, I believe. Anyway, but you're not going to have a high enough pick, really, to go get a top-tier guy unless one falls. You're... Not to the point where you just want to abandon him and start over with somebody else because you're like windows in the NFL are so small as it is, and your team is built to be extremely competitive. And they are when when this Browns team is healthy, they're incredibly competitive and they're in the conversation for making a run at it here. Um, and unless you're going to roll the dice and somehow, you know, convince Aaron Rodgers to come to Cleveland, which I don't think is ever going to happen, um, I don't you play the free agency market like it's just to me, I like take the conservative part and go like we know what Baker is you know he needs to stop making boneheaded moves like going and tackling a guy after throwing a pick like that was Baker be- that was the most Baker being maker maker thing ever like getting hurt on a pick that he threw trying to tackle a guy like you can't do that you're the franchise bro um you're the most exactly. important position on the field have you not seen Friday Night Lights in Matt Street like what are we doing here um but yeah it is I think you sign him. You definitely don't want to sign him after the Lamar. So if you're gonna, if the if the Browns are leaning towards signing him, you can't let Lamar's contract set the market because that's gonna set the market. Um, right. Like you're not gonna pay him Lamar money, obviously, but you're gonna have to pay more than you would had you gotten that contract done before his Jankovic contract comes down the line. Um, so I think you sign him, but 
because he is like he can be good. He's good in the Stevansky offense. I mean, but you're in a you tough just, spot. When you just think about like what is the immediate alternative? I mean, it's pretty much like you got to sign the guy because there really isn't one. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. There really isn't. Like you don't want to start over because then you're going to waste this window you have where you have. Right. You know, backs their lifespan is short, and you've got a two-headed monster right now. You got a defense that's playing well. Um, you've got an offense that rolls when healthy, and an offensive line that's great. Like, I think you just rolled the dice and say, "Screw it, let's go," and try to make it as team-friendly as possible. <laughs> I think that's what you got to do. All right. Well, we just solved that for you, Browns. I'd like uh, commission checks sent to us at some point here for this nice decision we just made for you. Point um, five percent of his deal. Yeah, that's all. Fine. Just send it to me. Baker, uh, we'll get in touch. Don't worry. <laughs> I just made you money. Um, all right, let's move on. This game I love. I am a big fan of this bet. I'm a little scared. Last week, the bet I was scared of crushed it. Jags, we nailed that. Knocked it out of the park. Knew they were getting that win. Dolphins might be the worst team in the NFL. I think they are. We're going to talk about them in a bit. But uh, we nailed that pick. This game, Bengals-Ravens. The line is at 6.5. The over-under is 46.5. I'm in love with this six and a half points for the Bengals right now. I'm having a hard time talking myself out of it. Where do you kind of lie on this game? I would agree. I, I wouldn't talk yourself out of it at all. The Bengals, I mean, they're a competitive team. They don't lose by a lot. They haven't lost by a lot yet. Um, I think they'll I think they'll keep this game close. I don't even hate I'm not gonna do it. I don't even hate the money line. Baltimore's gotta yeah. lose eventually. Um we we thought, you know, Buffalo was never gonna lose again, then they ran into Baltimore. Um yep. So, I mean, Baltimore's, you know, they're, they're going to slow down eventually. And I, I don't hate them on the money line. I'm not going to do it, but I love them catching six and a half, though. I mean, that is, that's a great, that's just a great bet. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And uh, when I was doing my research, I was very surprised. And this year, I did not expect to be uttering the sentence I'm about to utter. These two teams are very alike in a lot of ways. Both top five net yards gained per pass attempt on offense. Bengals are fifth. Ravens are fourth. Um, both defenses, well, I shouldn't say both defenses, um, both, de yeah, both defenses are top 15 in rush defense as far as yards allowed per attempt. Bengals are a little better. They're sneakily pretty good on defense. The offenses are very mirror-like um, in the passing game. Jamar Chase, you can't play single coverage on him. Now, the Ravens do have kind of the potential kryptonite here in Humphrey. Like, you can put him on Chase, and you're probably going to do pretty decent. But Jamar Chase, you can't single coverage. It's insane that people are even trying anymore. Every game, I was in the Detroit Bengals game. I literally turned to my buddy. I saw them on single coverage. I'm like, Jamar Chase is getting this. Ripped off a fucking, like, 60-yard catch. I did it the same. Th like, every time he's in single coverage, you can pretty much just cue. As long as Joe Burrow looks at him, he's about to rip off a giant receiving yard for a game. Um, the guy's absolutely electric. These teams are very comparable. Pretty much identical points per game. Ravens are putting up four points more. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals' defense sneakily good, too, against the run. Like, this is – it's an – catching six is – it's a lot, I feel like, here. Yeah, it seems just aggressive, and I mean, both teams, you know, obviously very good at stopping the run, um, so I think it's going to be kind of just be more so of a shootout, but um, yeah, I mean, if you have any sort, if you have Jamar Chase, obviously, keep starting him in your fantasy league, that guy's playing out of his mind, dude. It was just so fun. I love the overreactions in preseason. <laughs> preseason overreactions, one of my favorite topics in, in the NFL. They're so funny. Who cares that he didn't catch a ball in the preseason or he caught one ball and dropped four, whatever the hell it was. He is a stud, and, um, yeah, I, I like I just like them catching six and a half. I, I, I'm shocked kind of by that spread. Absolute greatest troll job ever telling us he was having a hard time catching because he couldn't see the white lines because they aren't on the football anymore in the NFL. Like, <laughs> dude, having no issues. Um, other interesting part, Joe Burrow, PFF's highest uh, graded passing grade versus the Blitz. Ravens Blitz at the five, fifth highest rate. 
fun little fact too. I did not did not see coming for a Ravens defense. Most yak yards given up on passing plays. 960 total yards after catch, which is an NFL worst um, through the air. Surprising. 960 yak? yak? Apparently. That's the stat wow. I pulled this week. <laughs> Crazy. Blew my mind when, when I saw that. I mean, they've only given up like 1,600 passing yards in total. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now That's I'm gonna. Crazy. Now I need to go double check because I'm like, maybe am I like no, I mean, stupid or last night like just not able to like sleep. I just making that up. But yeah, no, insane. Oh yeah, no yak yards, yards yeah. after catch on completions, 968. Sorry, they're the second worst. Dallas is the worst at 998 yards. Wow, that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah, more than half the yards they've given up through the air come after catch. Jamar Chase is gonna be running all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> yep, love the Bengals. <laughs> Uh, plus the six and a half. All righty. This game is, hold on to your butts. We're heading to hell. Um, Panthers-Giants, plus three and a half. The Giants are catching. Last I checked, I need to make sure I, that number hasn't changed. It has not. Over-unders, 43 and a half. I hate this game. This is just, I, I, I don't know what to make. What do we do here? Like, how are we picking either one? I don't know. Maybe you have a better read. I tried to look at it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm taking Giants the home dog, you know, plus three at home. Daniel Jones, you know, at times can show some real flashes of genius. Um, and the Panthers' defense is obviously not as good as it started off. Still a good defense, but they're banged up. Right. Sam Darnold has come back. To, like, he's seen the ghost of Adam Gase out there. Um, he is coming back to life as far as, like, what we're familiar with. A guy that I was right. never really high out coming out of college. You know, he's starting to tamper off a little bit. Where are you making this game at, and, and kind of what's your read on it? Um, I feel a little more, I'm leaning a little more towards the Panthers. I agree. Darnold is, um, definitely, you know, coming back to, you know, the Darnold we know, um, he didn't really do anything last game until that last drive, which was a phenomenal drive. Um, but the one thing I'll say about the Panthers is like, they're, they're, I'm not going to compare them to the Bengals because the Bengals are a better team, but they're like the Bengals in the sense that they compete with everyone they play. They have yet to get like blown out. They haven't lost by, I think maybe probably not more than six, um, that I know of. Um, and while we've seen the Giants, we've seen the Giants get smoked a few times this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just leaning more towards the Panthers. I just think they're, I don't really think we know they're a much better coach team. Um, and, and they're just, and they just, they compete much better. They've had, a, they've played some pretty good teams and stayed within, you know, six points, three points, whatever, in all their games. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Carolina here to at least win by more than three. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, you are correct. I mean, we've seen the Giants kind of get blown out in a couple games. You know, that Dallas game comes to mind, you know, losing by 24 and then also getting a nice little fight at the end. Joe Judge's days have got to be numbered, right? Like, he's our he's our first coach out, I think, this year fired, right? <laughs> um, I mean, not, I guess Gruden wasn't fired. No, that's yeah, true. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Joe Judge is going to be the first to go because you can't coach think. the way Joe Judge coaches and be losing the way you are losing football games. It oh. just doesn't work in the National Football League. Just such a me guy, all about me, 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 Joe Judge on the sideline and just getting his ass kicked. He's so annoying. Like, yeah. Why is Joe Judge getting this much screen time? <laughs> He's a second year, second year, yeah, yeah. second year coach. We're, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. These these uh, Bill Belichick guys aren't really panning out on uh, the – I gotta look up the number on like his coaching tree compared to others because it really is it ain't good like it's just not. I um, mean, yeah, we liked Brian Flores. I th- I think I still like Brian yeah. Flores, but uh, I'm a little concerned about Brian Flores. <laughs> but you just think of all the coaches who have come out of New England 
it's uh, not a high level of success. success. I mean, it, it's a tough business anyway to be successful in, but it ain't great. <laughs> and they they try to make it the Patriots way, and that is a very like, you know, defined space that that works in. You need a Tom Brady type quarterback and leader to kind of help man the playership when the coaching is coaching that way. And we're seeing that in New England, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But like things fall apart very quickly when you have a, a really kind of tight ass coach. Like that's yep. just that's what happens. <laughs> All righty. Your football team versus the Packers. This is a game I am thinking about teasing. The Packers are nine and a half favorites over under is forty eight and a half. I think the fact that I just said that kind of gives a potential lean here. Um, this is this is a game. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, I guess I'll let you start. I have a, a bit of a rant that I'm going to cut in here with at one point. But uh, where do you feel on this game? Um, I feel like we'll probably get our asses kicked. Um, let's be honest here. Team's just really starting to crumble. Defense is is so poor. I will never. And actually, I can't say this because I'm not a GM. But if I was a GM, I would never, ever sign another team's cornerback to big money. We have been burned, burned by Norman. We're not getting burned by William Jackson. I would never do that again. We let go of Ronald Darby, three-year, $10 million contract over with Denver. And we bring in William Jackson for a three-year, $42 million contract. I'm sure William Jackson's $32 million better than Ronald Darby. Not a chance. I, I, we're, I just, I don't know, it blows my mind. I would never pay corners, safeties, and running backs. They would never get a dime from me in the NFL. Anyways, no. I think we'll probably get our asses kicked. The only chance we have is you can run all run all over Green Bay. So if somehow, some way, we you know get up seven zero and God help us, somehow our defense gets a pick six and we go up fourteen nothing, and we can you know somehow control the ball by running all over this team, maybe we can maybe we can cover. Um, but I, I don't think we will. There is a wager that I love here actually. Um, which is first drive result, which is offensive touchdown plus 290. And it's kind of a fun wager because <laughs> it's kind of a two-part wager because, first of all, you, you're kind of wagering on the coin toss that Green Bay is going to win or, or it's going to receive the ball. <laughs> yep. Once Green Bay receives the ball, they're going to score a touchdown. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest risk in this wager is the coin toss. Right? <laughs> if Green Bay get that, gets that ball, it's a lock. So I love that. Plus 290, bet it. Just oh. risk the coin toss. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Washington just being able, just like in most games, I don't see how we're going to be able to hang with this team when, you know, we're giving up 31 points a game and we have Aaron, we're playing against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we give up like th over 300 passing yards a game, which is worse than the NFL. Um, and I don't know what the Rodgers prop is on passing yards. It's probably like 312 or something. Go over. I mean, he'll he'll go over. Don't worry. It, it, that's a lock as well. There's so many locks in this game on wagers against Washington. It's hilarious. So and yeah, minus seven and a half would also be a lock in my opinion. So that's my opinion on this awful game. That's fair. Uh, I I don't hate the read. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um, I will say this: the one thing that you have going for you, Packers are dead last in red zone defense. There have yeah, been 15 troops to the red zone. 15 touchdowns so if you can get there 
you have a shot of scoring uh, above average. Let me, let, me, let me just interrupt you here for one second. Now, last week against that terrible Chiefs defense, we had zero red zone snaps. <laughs> I so. was going to say, <laughs> the key is getting there. Is <laughs> Once there, you're probably golden. But <laughs> it is, it's a challenge to get there right now in Washington. Um, yes. Yeah, things are, things are unraveling quite quite dramatically here uh, for the Washington football team. Here's another thing I noticed when I was watching that game. Is it just me or does Chase Young, when he plays the three technique, does he just get down at the very last second? Like, he, like, does not get down in his three technique until the very last moment. And I don't know if that has any actual effect, but he, feel, he feels like the only player I watch where it's, like, literally the last second he's getting down for it. He's been like that kind of a lot. I've noticed that. I think it's just kind of a thing he does. Uh, I, I would like him down a little quicker, though. I, I agree. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know. Chase Young, he's starting to turn on a little bit, but it's been a bit of a frustrating start to the season, no doubt about that. Yeah, they are starting to turn on it a little bit. Definitely frustrating. Um, the football team has definitely increased their their blitz percentage. Their pa- or pressure percentage has come up a little bit. I remember we were talking earlier in the season. It was pretty pretty down there in the gutter. Um Similar to just the organization in general, and that's kind of the play. This is a non-football play, but what we have seen from this Washington football team is just that they have – not football team, I should apologize. The organization is that they lack any sort of moral fiber or just human decency at any level. And we saw that perfectly played out in the Sean Taylor tribute this week, a family that deserved a hell of a lot more than they got. You know, the way they honored arguably the – I wouldn't say maybe the most beloved player in an organization. He might be. You have a better read at it. But one of the most beloved players the organization has ever had. You turn on a Washington football team and the five fans that are in the stadium, probably three of them have Sean Taylor jerseys on. Um, They put his family in the road sign in front of a porta potty. They give him basically zero time at halftime. They don't even let the family know. I think the brother found out via Twitter. Um, You have the... VIP section is on his number. We got Jackson dancing all over it. It's just an absolute disaster. You should expect nothing less from this franchise. Dan Snyder has shown zero ability to be a half-decent human being when the when it's the most easiest thing in the world to do. Um, and it just sucks for a man who deserve, whose life was cut short, who was a son, a brother, a father, a partner to his girlfriend, you know, just in one of the best football players the team has had and they just show you that if you dedicated your entire life to this organization it means nothing to them um and that just goes on top of all the other things that are going on with the washington football team and dan snyder and i'm to the point where honestly like nobody should show up to a game honestly and there should be a force of sale it is absolutely ridiculous that we are still dealing with this organization and and jason wright wants to be out here like things are changing no, they're not. You had an op- oh, yeah. you had an opportunity to show that that is the case, and you completely failed on every single level. Let me tell you the the Jason Wright Ron Rivera you know honeymoon or homecoming <laughs> or whatever that that's that's done. That is done. You're talking about one of the most brutal and be- battered down fan bases in in the NFL. I mean, for those who don't really know, I mean, if you just go look at Washington Football Team Twitter, you will go to a brutal place. It is it's bad. <laughs> yeah, they are not happy people. Uh, me amongst them. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a team like as a fan. Where I mean, I'm almost conditioned to like the chaos. Like it's just like it's like whatever. I mean, I'm so used to it. it it's ridiculous, but it's it's an awful team. You know, it, it's from you know the product on the field to everything happening behind the scenes. This is a team that in my lifetime has probably only drafted two players that are worthy of the hall of fame. One who died at 24 tragically. And the other one, 
uh, we just decided, you know, we're going to misdiagnose his cancer. So obviously he left. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a disaster of a team, but, um, add it to the list yeah, of things I they mean, screw up. Yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, I mean, yeah. And this terrible. is at this point, what I'd ask is Miami football step up, please. Like give the Taylor family what they deserved and just a dignified, you know, memorial to Sean Taylor. Like at this point, like Miami next year, step up, please like retire that man's jersey, put him in the hall and give him the ceremony. He honestly deserved, um, for the type of player he was. And what the, blows my mind is like how I would imagine amongst the owners, I can't imagine Dan's the most popular. How does someone not speak up and just say, look, this guy is terrible for our business. He's got to go. Terrible. And the only thing I can think of is that they all just have, you know, skeletons. They all have skeletons in their closet. And Dan probably knows about all of them. Correct. Dan will Dan will bring it all. It's out. that theory or. They just hate Jeff Bezos so much, and they don't want him in the league because he is buying whatever team goes up for sale next. Jeff Bezos is buying. Yeah, like so, it's one of the two. <laughs> Pick Someone outbid him. I dare you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is. It's just. It's an absolute disaster, um, which is unfortunate for yeah. the Washington football fan base um, and the organization as a whole. But for back sure. to kind of football. It, uh, honestly, teasing the pack down to below a field goal potentially here, like. I don't hate it. It's a lock of the century. Yep. Um, So uh, that might find its way into a teaser. Um, I I don't know if the football team has the ability. I will say this. I think we are a bit overestimating the Packers a little bit. Like, I watch their games. You watch that Bears game. You know, there there are some things that they're still not doing great. The defense is about the same. We talk all about Aaron Rodgers and his ability to kind of close out games, but the offense isn't really humming. Like, it's very kind of, like, middle of the packy right now. Like, I feel like people are way overhyping them, but you are playing a football team that just kind of gets gashed on a week-to-week basis. Right. Um, Which makes it hard to cover a number. All righty. This game should be fun. Chiefs-Titans. Chris Bouchard having himself a day this week. Um... Dude, between that and Keyshawn last I saw a clip last night of him going after Trevor Lawrence and it like it literally broke Dan Orlowski's brain. I watched in real time Dan Orlowski blow a fuse and just like how stupid the like the argument got. Um and then, you know, um oh my goodness, I can't think of his name right now. But some of the takes about like the Michigan State upcoming Michigan game. There's just been a lot of bad media personalities out there just kind of being very proud at not being very good at their job. Um, and it's frustrating to say the least, but hopefully Tara Luan is good. We don't know if he'll be playing this game. Obviously, it's a very scary situation last week. But Chiefs are the favorite at 5.5, over-unders at 56.5. Um, where are you kind of putting this game, and, and what do you like here? Um, well, speaking of, you know, it being hard to cover, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, which obviously they covered, you know, against Washington, but that doesn't mean anything. And just really quickly going back on your, the media personality. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it makes me bitter that these guys are making so much money and I'm sitting here podcasting in my 650 square foot apartment. Um, and I just know more, more about sports than they yeah. do, but that's okay. <laughs> Dude, I got so, I was legit mad online this week because it is frustrating. Like I'm, gr- we're grinding over here and we know our <laughs> shit and like, you know, it, it's a bitter party of two right now in this seats, but it's frustrating as heck to see these people. <laughs> yeah, it is ridiculous. And then but, to brag um, about not knowing their job. Like, I was oh, watching yeah. a show in Michigan, and they were bragging about not knowing anybody in the Michigan State defense. I was like, really? What What are we? What are you getting paid to do at this point? They have one of the best defensive ends in the country. You don't know his name? You don't know anybody on that team's name? Like, get out of here. Stop being that proud of being that bad at your job. 
yeah, it's stupid. But um, yeah, totally agree with you. But um, in this game here, like, I, I don't know how you can. Oh, it's Traylon Edwards. That's who it was. I, my okay. brain was going blank. See, now I'm having that moment. But I just there were just so many clips this week. It felt like my feed was overloaded with people just like messing up football players' names and stuff. And it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. But for this game here, like, I can't trust Kansas City to cover. I don't think. Um, just after seeing, you know, this might be some sort of recency effect. But you know, after seeing Tennessee and just knowing Derrick Henry is going to run wild on this defense. I mean absolutely wild you have to imagine they'll probably control time of possession in this game um and the chiefs man i I think i brought up last week i was talking to my dad like a week or two ago and we were just talking about how just the chiefs are just so sloppy now and how mahomes he just looks different um he's still you know probably the best player in the nfl he's amazing he's got a bunch of touchdowns he's gonna throw for 5,000 plus yards but it's just different over there they just don't have that same aura about them like they're almost like they're like conor mcgregor like no one's really scared of them anymore no. <laughs> like, it's like so I, I trust i trust tennessee to just be able to re- control the clock um I, I don't even hate them winning this game honestly but i don't know if i'm gonna take that but i, I don't hate it um kansas city's obviously be able to move the ball and them pretty well too don't get me wrong like I, I don't think they're gonna have too many issues but they have a lot of mishaps now on offense just drop balls that turn into interceptions that's happened with tiger hill multiple weeks now um it's just looking a little bit sloppy they don't have Hilaire. i don't know how much that really matters um maybe a little bit yeah but um, a little bit but yeah i mean it does not into um, the but, not into the results we're seeing but yeah it's certainly right. a, an effect but I just can't trust Kansas City to be able to, you know, cover four and a half here, even though, you know, it is that that number. I hate four and a half, but four and a half. I don't hate when, you know, you're getting four and a half. So I yeah. like it with Tennessee there. This is true. Um, if I were to tell you that we would be six weeks into the week and Patrick Mahomes had more interceptions than Jameis Winston and both have started the exact same amount of games. I don't know what I would have believed myself. I would have said, you're a damn liar. But Patrick Mahomes is sitting here at eight interceptions this year, which is his highest season interceptions back in 2018, second year, by the way, at 12. He's eclipsed all his other season totals through six weeks at eight. He's sitting at eight right now. His yards per per, uh, pass attempt are down um, 81 or 8.1 last year. They're at 7.8 this year. His intended air yards is down virtually a whole yard. Um, so he's, he's not, you know, pushing the ball as far downfield. Um, it is, it's the attention to detail stuff. It, it seems, you know, we saw this last year, you know, this was a team that would get down big early and then they would just turn it on. Like they were the guys who just, it seemed like they were like, we'll roll the ball out and it'll be fine. Um, and that worked. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl where they then got beaten like a drum by my Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, it's just it's bad. Like it, and I think you clean up the turnovers, this offense is humming. Like they're still able to move the ball pretty decently, but it is it's the attention to detail. It's the drop passes. It's, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he had a very speaking of Jameis, Jameis like interception against your Reds or Super Jameis. Almost said <laughs> Washington football team. Yeah. Very Jameis like. Um and he did not get murdered for it. And he should have been, because that was that was insane. It blew my mind. Also, by the way, I meant to mention this point with the, the football team. What were those uniforms? They look like like nineteen twenties Harvard out there. I was like, what am I did I go back in a time machine? What am I watching on <laughs> these these jerseys are so ugly. <laughs> These are those are our homecoming ones. We wear them once a year, but I've never understood why we wear the helmets that aren't the same shade as the jersey. I've never <laughs> understood that. Uh, are we not allowed to change the helmet color? I don't understand. It's the Washington I, football I, team, man. It's just Dan <laughs> cutting corners on 
on money. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, um, but yeah, I turned on that game and I was like, what am I watching? Am I watching Harvard football 1920? Like what what is going on here? Um, unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, just an insane it, it is and to your point, there is, you know, Derrick Henry, there is no stopping him at this point. Like this I man is full freight train mode. There are business decisions that need to be made when you are a safety or a corner and he gets into the open field. And we have seen some of them being made because who wants to tackle that man? I, I, he's a yeah. defensive end you know, running at the light, speed of light. Two minutes ago, I just said Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. I'm sorry, no. Derrick Henry is the best player in the NFL. He's <laughs> the best player in the NFL, dude. He, I mean, usually running backs don't get that, but he's unstoppable. Yeah, and I would say load the box and make Ryan Tannehill beat you through the air, but with this Chiefs defense, I honestly don't know if that can even be the solution um, to the problem because, you know, even loading the box, they're second worst in the NFL when it comes to rush yards per attempt. They're giving up 5.2 rush yards per attempt. That's before playing the best running back by a mile in the league. <laughs> like, that's, I, I, I think the Chiefs ought to win this game because, you know, the Titans are just terrible and just an absolute train wreck on, on defense. But there's a part of me that's like, damn, if you can just – as long – here's the part. If the Chiefs jump out to a giant lead to start the game, if they're up 14 nothing, like in a blink of an eye – the Titans are screwed here because you can't yeah, control the game. But if you yeah. can get a stop in those opening drives and you can keep it close early, I mean, this is Titans all day. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, just it is crazy. All right. This is another hold your butts. We're going to hell game. Falcons-Dolphins plus two and a half. The Dolphins over under 47 and a half. The Dolphins are the worst team in football. It is. I mean, it. <laughs> I don't know any other way to brand it. They are the worst team in football, and they have a situation that the Bears had not that long ago, except for the Bears were still a good football team, but they drafted a quarterback, and the other quarterbacks that they could have gotten are absolutely killing it in the league, and they're sitting here with Tua, who, you know, needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap every game to try to play. I, I, I don't know what the Dolphins do here. I do kind of like the Falcons. Um, both defenses are allowing 29 Point five, twenty nine point six points per game. The offense is humming a little bit better for the Falcons. Um, what do you, what do you make of this game, and, and where are you at here? I mean, I, I mean, this game sucks, but I love the Falcons. How, <laughs> how could you not? And Matt Ryan's only thrown three picks, and they were all against Tampa. I, Matt Ryan, while he's old and looks old, he's like making it work. The team's not good, but he's doing fine. Also, can 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 my team please trade schedules? <laughs> New York Giants, Washington, Jets. Now they got the Dolphins. <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, what are they two and three? Are they three and three? What are they? Are they three Falcons? And three? Two and three. Yeah. Two and three. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, how are they not like? I know they're terrible, but how are they not like four and one? But anyways, I, I love them here, even though I, I don't like them as a team. I think they suck. But I mean, the Dolphins really suck. Um, so bad. Yeah, I mean they're a terrible team. I, I I'm kind of with you. They probably are the worst team in the NFL. I I would take the I take the Lions against the Dolphins. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, it's it's a bad situation. And this is one of those. You know, we have talked about various quarterbacks. It's hard to judge where they're at because the coaching situation is so bad. This is one of the coaching situations that's really hard to judge because the roster is just really really bad and the pieces that I put about. And you know, part of that's on Brian Flores, but like not a lot. Um. And it, it is, 
it's tough. I don't I don't know how the the Dolphins keep this under a field goal and, and potentially win this game. I, I just can't find an avenue where that happens, especially when you look at what they have been going through. I mean, Jacksonville beats them by three. Tampa hangs 45 on them. Obviously, the Falcons are not Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but, like, they're an efficient-ish offense. Colts hang 27 on them. I mean, they played a hard schedule, but, like, they're just getting burned left and right here. Um, and to your point, Matt Ryan's old. He can't really move in the pocket. But as long as he has just some resemblance of a normal period of time to get rid of the ball, he's still very efficient and good. Like, you know, he can still sling it a little. Um, we saw Kyle Pitts come, come alive recently. So it is, yeah, I mean, Falcons with under a field goal. I, I don't know how you don't take that right now. Yeah, totally with you. All righty. Jets-Patriots. Lines at seven. The rematch. Um... Man, Bill Belichick's catching some heat here. Uh, a lot, lot harder to be next man up when you don't have to go to quarterback uh, there, Bill. A uh, little, little tough there to keep that one going. Um, where do you make this game? Uh, how are we viewing this one? I, I think this game sucks. I, I, I don't, I don't really know what to do with it. Um, seven. I mean, the Jets are terrible, but seven is. I mean, that's a big number. Um, I do like New England at home though a lot. I think they definitely show up more at home. Uh, I mean, they played they played well against Dallas, so <laughs> I, I think I'd take them minus seven. But I don't love it. I'll probably be staying away from this game mostly. Um, I do like how Mac Jones has looked, though. Um, you know, he's throwing some balls in some tight in some tight windows recently, whereas they were kind of covering him up and kind of like having him play safe. I think he's starting to take more chances, um, and that's what this team needs because someone's got to kind of take over and like get a spark here in new England. Um, I'll, I'll take the minus seven, but uh, oh God, I don't love that number. I think that number's a little big, um, even though the jets are terrible, but the Pats are just, they're just not the same. We all know that they are. And that's sort of the question today is, is Bill Belichick going to kind of allow Mac, Mac Jones to come out of his shell a little bit here? Cause Mac Jones has shown an ability to kind of sling it a little here, but it does feel like the offense is being a little bit more conservative. It's keeping him tight. Um, this is two pretty decent defenses um, and two pretty bad offenses. Um, they're very similar defensively. You know, they're basically giving up about the same yards um, total per game and average. Um, you know, the, the Jets surprisingly have a decent red zone defense when you look at the metrics. It it's just the the Jets offense is just and I know Zach Wilson's come a little bit around but Dang. it's still not like you know we're giving him a lot that we're 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 kind of holding his water by saying that um it's a tough game seven's a big number though for me on this one I I think I'm staying away from this game I I don't love it if you you put a gun to my head make a pick I got to imagine the Pats are going to be able to cover this but it's it's one of those games where it's uh, it's I, just like even though we were worried last week about uh, the Colts, which they ended up covering, but I mean, it's two and 14 versus one and 14 or whatever it is. And they're, I mean, a seven point spread. I mean, it's big. Yeah. It, it's a big, yeah. And I, there's a part of me that wants to go jets. Cause they're starting to come a little bit around. The defense is more surprising than I think most people would think when you go and look at their numbers, um, they are better, but it's too, I, the under is also so low at 42 and a half. I thought about, I considered taking the under because it is just two very good, like two deep, good defenses against two very bad offenses right now. But if, if the offense for the Patriots allows Mac to be a little bit more aggressive, then yeah, they cover this number. I think Yeah, is at least my read on it. 
All right, here's a big here's a big one. <laughs> Lions Rams. The spread is fifteen and a half points. This is a big. It's not the biggest spread of the week, but it's a big spread for the NFL. Um, we've got multiple revenge games going on here. The number, actually, I apologize, is up to sixteen and a half. I was about to say I'm getting sixteen and a half. I do apologize. I got to. Re- I had to relook at it. I make sure to pull it up. I I put these lines in on the the prep sheet the night before. It has moved to sixteen and a half. It is a big spread in climbing. Um. What are we making here of this game? I mean, Lions got torched last weekend by the Bengals, and this offense for the Rams is humming. It, yeah, I mean, like you said, they got torched in L.A. last week. I mean, crushed the Giants. So, I mean, they're facing a similar team in you know the Lions. So, I'll probably take them to cover this massive college spread. Um, I actually probably won't make that wager. I'm more leaning towards the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Um, especially from the L.A. side. But, I, I mean, I think the Lions can maybe, you know, chip in with like 14 or so. But I think L.A. is mostly going to literally just smoke them. I think it's going to be a complete blowout. So I'll take them to cover the 16.5 if I had to, but I'm leaning more towards just betting the over in it. The uh, the Rams are getting 8.6 net yards gained per pass attempt. The Lions are giving up 8.5 yards per pass attempt. That is best and worst in each of those categories. Um, it is it's a bad bad spot to be in the Lions. Jared Goff is a one read, chuck and dump quarterback at this point in time. I mean, he's not looking to push the ball down the field. He you know Dan Campbell called him out in his press conference this past week. Said you know you got to. St- He's got to step up a little bit in here and make some throws. There's some throws he's just missing that he should be hitting. But we all sort of ignore this about Jared Goff. Like, Sean McVay got as much as you're going to get out of him at, at the quarterback position. And, I mean, no offense to Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn, but, you know, we're not exactly working with Mensa Group over here in, in the <laughs> offensive coordinating department, all right? Like, this is not – it's hard to get, you know, the production you got when he was with the Rams, especially with the talent level they have. 15 and a half is just such a big spread. Like, I know how good the Rams are, but it almost feels like they're, a lot has to go right in the NFL because if you're up, say they're up, you know, 24 nothing. You're telling me the Rams can't, or the Lions can't maybe get a garbage time touchdown here or something? Like, it's, I don't think so because we saw it against the Bengals. Dan Campbell's apparently an end of game field goal guy, too, now we know. Um, that, that pissed me off. That pissed off the whole game. The fans that were still left in that game just booing the heck out of that one. Like, what are we doing? You're, you're getting blown out. Like, this field goal does nothing. <laughs> kick a field goal. What we, and then he tries to kick the reps. onside kick and calls timeouts to get the ball back. What is going on? The but, My buddy next to me was just sweating because he had the under. Just absolutely sweating. Like, God damn it, the Bengals better not kick a field goal here or score a touchdown. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, tough, it's a tough game for this one. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's just like Goff. He's regressed every year since the first year with McVay, so we knew a massive regression was coming this year when he just completely was out from under McVay. And, yeah, that's pretty much what has happened here. Yep, and, you know, Cup and Woods are going off. They found their groove. Also, you don't think, you know, speaking up against your your coach (laughs) doesn't work? Woods' targets have gone way up um, since he had his little kind of outburst because he wasn't getting as many looks as he thought he should be, Um, which is fair. I mean, he's a heck of a player and should be utilizing the offense. But, yeah, this team is humming, um, to say the least. Eagles, Raiders, uh, numbers at three, over-unders 49.5. 
this is I don't like the side I have right now. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna kick this to you to start, but I am not about. I'm not a fan of the pick I'm about to make here. I yeah. I actually this is one game where I literally I, I can't figure it out because I think these teams are just they're kind of similar in ways. I mean the Raiders Very. I think are a better team, but they both have just flashes of just very like a lot of promise and then they both just also know how to throw up all over themselves <laughs> um yeah this is a game where i just think these teams are so similar um i, I think I, I this strikes me kind of as a close game and i'd probably take philly plus three but i i don't like it very Dude, much this it's so funny game. how we find ourselves on like virtually almost the same side every week i have philly on <laughs> three it scares the bejesus out of me because Nick Sirianni loves nothing more than to just throw up on himself and like completely forget that when they run the ball, they're one of the better running offenses in the league. And I don't think he knows Miles Sanders' name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows. We need to get a check on that. Somebody, somebody in a press conference, ask him who his starting running back is this week. Cause Coach, who's starting a running back this week? <laughs> Coach, will you be starting a running back this week? <laughs> yeah. Do you carry one on the roster, Coach? Do you, do you know if there's one listed on your roster? Um, I mean, just insane. Um, but, yeah, it is. They are very similar. I mean, Eagles, 22.8 points per game. Raiders, 24.5 points per game. Allowing the Eagles, 25.3. Raiders, 20.4. The yard, total yardage is, is very similar defensively. I do think, though, that... The edge, and the reason I like the Eagles here, is I do think their defensive line is about to eat. The interior of that Raiders offensive line is not very good, and the ability for the Eagles to play a very aggressive style kind of up front and get pressure on Carr, who relies so much on the big explosive plays. Like, this Raiders offense is completely reliant on giant chunk plays, and if they don't have it, they're not consistent down-to-down. And I think for a, a, a defense in the Eagles, who is a little underrated, I think, by the public who plays sort of more of a bend don't break style. They do not want to give up the big play. They don't, you know, they gave up some to the Bucks, but that is not stereotypical of them. Uh, I think they're going to kind of feast here. And then you just got to pray. I mean, if you haven't spoken to God in a while and you believe in him, you might want to make a phone call because we need, we need Jalen hurts to be decent <laughs> um, to this, <laughs> to this point. And he has been another guy where I don't think he's the guy, but the things they're doing offensively are not helping his case. <laughs> right. Alrighty. Bears versus Bucks. Line is at 12 and a half. Over under is 47 and a half. The Bears, their offense is off like a herd of turtles with Matt Nagy. Um, they make the switch. It's a little bit better, but still not great. Their offensive line, I have a feeling they're going to be pulling security guards from the stadium to come play because that thing's an absolute dumpster fire. Um, and then they're going up against my Bucks, who are rolling on offense, have concerns on defense. Uh, where are we placing this game, and, and how, we, how are we kind of marking this one down? It's, it's a big number here. Um, and Chicago has played, you know, pretty decent um, round of quarterbacks so far. You know, they've played Rodgers. They've played Burrow. they played um, Stafford. Um, and for the most part, you know, they've, they've done pretty well against them. I mean, Stafford torched them week one, but whatever. That's a long time ago. But I, I agree with you. They have no one on the offensive line. That's a huge issue. Tampa, they're going to Tampa. That's terrifying. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, th if he gets any time, he, I, he should be able to throw against him because Tampa's definitely struggling against the pass. Um, 
Now they've given up a lot of pass yards, but I think there's also, you know, one thing that you need to remember. You can't run against this team at all. Nope. So they've given up a lot of pass yards because there's no point in even running the ball against them. Nick Nick Sirianni would love to play Tampa every weekend because he would <laughs> never have to run the ball and he would never <laughs> like because there's just no point. Um, there really is no point in running the ball against them. It's a waste no, of play. It is. Um, so that so I do think in a sense that you know they do get a lot of shit for their their pass defense. I think it might be skewed a little bit because of that. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, but I I do like I I, I just like Tampa to kind of kick their ass at home you know it's it's a pretty long travel for that team to come down to tampa and just probably get their ass kicked i agree and you hit it right in the head people are completely overblowing the tampa bay pass defense it's not great by by no stretch of the ma- uh, imagination am i going to come on here and be like it's great but for an offense that has the most pass attempts against them out of all of the teams in the nfl they're only letting up a net yards gain per pass of six six point four. That's nineteenth worst in the league. Like that's not terrible. And right. we're completely banged up. Like it's not great. Don't get me wrong. But the it's not as bad as people think. The thing that scares me about Tampa here, because I think we should blow the barn doors off them. I mean, this we should put Matt Nagy out of his misery here, old yeller <laughs> style, this weekend. But the thing that makes me nervous is Justin Fields has a pretty solid intended air yards per pass attempt. He's looking at a little over 10 yards. He's looking to push the ball. I went back and watched that game uh, last week against the Packers. He is looking down the field for sort of that big play. And if they can even give him, you know, the smallest margin of time to, to do that, he could potentially rip off some plays here. The problem is is the Bucks are blitzing at one of the highest rates in the NFL, and that time is not going to be there. You, it, it is, it is, you can only hold the flood doors back for so long against this Bucks defense, um, and they are very aggressive. So to counter that, I do think they're going to have to use Justin Fields' legs more than they have been doing. There's going to have to be, I think, a lot of kind of one read and run or dump plays for Justin Fields, and those plays are going to have to be down the field because if they don't push the ball, and Bruce Arians and um, Leftwich don't go into a freaking turtle shell in the second half. We should hang a big one on them. Like we, yeah. this is one of those games where, as a Bucks fan, we really need to pour it on um, and not keep this close. But it's, I am very nervous to be holding a Bucks ticket at minus twelve and a half. They are also on my teaser though to tease them down through seven. Um, because of that ability of Justin Fields to potentially rip some off and his his desire to push the field da- the ball down the field. He is one of the higher rated quarterbacks as far as intended air yards per pass attempt. Um and that makes me a little bit nervous against a Bucks team who does have a tendency to give up some big chunk plays. Yep. Um all righty. But out the offense is still terrible. It is tra- I terrible. Mean, they are off like I said like a herd of turtles. Um on that offense. And they are the most reliant in the NFL for rush yards to get that going. They they have the largest percentage of their total yards come from the run game. That is, I like Herbert. I think he's a great back. I thought that was a great draft pick. I picked him up in fantasy. I said it when he got drafted by them. He was a great back coming out of Virginia Tech, but you are going against the best rush efficiency defense in the NFL. You might as well just bang your head against the wall and just give up the down if that's what you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. Texans-Cardinals, biggest spread of the year. Um, actually, I don't know if it's the biggest spread of the year, but it, it it's going to be up there in contention. This is a college football spread. The number's at 17.5. Over-under is 47.5. Where are we at in this game? How are we feeling about this one? I mean, 
not feeling great because, I mean, that's just such a massive spread. Um, I mean, I know Arizona's coming and they're, I mean, eventually, I guess, do we start calling them the best team in the NFL? I don't know. They're uh, power rated like it for a lot of people, and it's hard to argue against it right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I, this is just a weird game to me. I, I would probably go Arizona to cover here, um, but it's probably a game that I won't bet on at all. I'd probably, I kind of do like the over in it. I like over 47 and a half. Um, but as far as that spread, I mean, that that's like you said, that's such a college spread. That That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's I, seeing a 17 and a half number. I, I, I can't bet that like to have a team and they could absolutely blow them out, but it is the yeah. national football league. Like these, it's hard to, I mean, it's obviously we see it, you know, blowouts happen. But it's hard to beat a team by 18-plus points because that's essentially what you have to, you have to do here, um, even against the Texans, who are terrible. Um, I mean, David Mills is a disaster. Um, in his defense, Cully and the offensive scheme is also an absolute disaster. Um, I, you know, an 8-year-old playing Madden probably calls a better game than, than they do at, at times in Texas. Um, you know, they're averaging 15 and a half points play. They're giving up 28.7. The Cardinals are basically the exact reverse of that at 32.3 points per game and giving up only 18.2. Um, the defense has shown some holes in the Cardinals. I, I don't know if the Texans can. I mean, they clearly showed it in that Pats game that they have some sign of life, but then they immediately came right back down um, to their, you know, bottom feeder self. They're in competition for the worst team in the NFL. Um, I feel bad for for Collie down there because you know he's a football lifer. He got his chance, but it's he's another guy that's going to have a short tenure and <laughs> as a head coach in the NFL. He also can't pronounce analytics. <laughs> he says analytics. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I mean, for myself who has a lot of t trouble, you know, pronouncing <laughs> things, <laughs> I'm going to blame my dyslexia on that one. But uh, yeah, it's not great in the year 2020 not to be able to 2021 to not be able to say analytics. Um. Yeah, I'm not betting this game. I'd stay away from it if I had to do it. I think on just pure principle, I take the Texans on just the fact that there right. will probably be like a backdoor cover. Like 18 is such a giant number. Um. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Um. Colts 49ers. This game is intriguing to me. This game, it's a bad weather game. It's looking like, but you know, you might want to check the forecast as we get closer because weather changes. Obviously, we're all humans. We know that. Um. 40. Oh, 44. 44.5 is the over-under. 4.5 is the spread. This number has moved a little bit towards the 40, or against uh, the 49ers, if you're a 49ers uh, better here. Where do we feel in this game? Because this is a game, this is something we talked about last week, where the Colts defense, we don't know what we get week to week, but the offense is, it's becoming a pretty stable product where you know what you're going to get from it. Carson Wentz, I mean, we get we made fun of Big Ben, scrambling around like a penguin that man is hilarious to watch scramble i like i get a good good <laughs> chuckle on sunday when carson wentz is facing pressure and starting to run because man i think my grandmother could beat his 40 time at this point yeah i mean he was a pretty athletic like quick guy at first when he was in philly but yeah, yeah he's just he's just had so many leg injuries and stuff that he just like can't really do it anymore this is a man um, who managed to sprain both his ankles at the game so like <laughs> two ankles both ankles i mean unbelievable uh, but yeah this is gonna be an interesting game because i feel like it's two teams that i think have just really underachieved so far this season um i was actually 
I don't think, I mean, God, I don't remember, but I don't recall myself ever being too high on the 49ers. So I'm not overly shocked here. What's kind of, you know, they've lost three you have straight. Not been. <laughs> yeah. I've just never been a Jimmy G guy. I've never been a believer in that and all that, but whatever. Um, this is just kind of, it's just a, two teams that probably should be better. I think I kind of like the Colts here, actually, just, I think they're they're a little bit more they're they're clicking a little more on offense. Uh, the defense is okay. Um, it's not it's not great, but it's it's not bad. Um, and I just think they're just rolling in with a little more momentum. It'll be interesting to see how they play. Obviously, if if it is you know a bad weather game, you know that's obviously a concern with a team like Indianapolis. But um, I'll take them here plus four and a half. I think I, I could see you know San Fran winning a squeaker by like three points. I, I just I don't know. Whenever Jimmy G wins, it seems to a lot of times be kind of close games. Yeah, I think the the fact that the 49ers are coming off a bye is pretty right. They're coming off. I'm not making that up. As soon as that, that left my mouth, right. I was like, oh, God, I don't know if that's correct, but I'm like 99.9 percent. I don't recall sure. Trey Lance playing last weekend. So yeah. I think I think you're right. Um, is a pretty interesting prospect. Um, it, the problem for me, and once again, is you know what are we going to get from the Colts defense? Um, because they are. They're a week-to-week team at this point for me uh, on the defensive side of the football. They can be good, and then they can be extremely bad at times. Um, and the offense, we said they're more consistent. Carson Wentz, you know, when he has time, he's he's pretty efficient. And, you know, we see signs of life of his better self. Um, and that was something we, I at least somewhat anticipated going into this season. I think pretty much most people did. Um but even the Texans were able to move the ball uh, more than I would have liked to see them be able to do with what, what the product they have available down there. Um, and so that was a little shocking, to, to say the least. Um, it, this is a tough one. Yeah, they did have a, a bye last week. Um, this is a game where, to me, it's the fact that they had a bye. Or no, I'm sorry. They did not have a bye. I'm a... I'm just my brain. Just ignore me. I'm just my brain is. Have, I mean, aren't they two and three? Do they have to have a bye? They are two and three. Yeah. When do they? God, this is great. Great. I got you here, bro. Hold on. Great, 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 great. They podcast. had a bye last. Week. They did. Yes, they yeah. did. All right. So I am right. I'm not getting a Chris Bouchard issue here. I'm, I know my stuff. My brain is just a little mush at this point. The lights are beaming okay. down a little bit harder today. Um. <laughs> It's getting hot in here. I got a sweatshirt on that is just melting me alive underneath. <laughs> that was a mistake to wear. I'm overheating at this point. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I don't have a pick formula just yet in this game, but my gut is sort of saying Colts because we're over the field goal number now. We're at four and a half. That feels a field goal feels about right for this game. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All things considered. All righty, Saints Seahawks. I. L- <laughs> Good old Jameis. He has been neutered. He is not. He is not turning the ball over, but he's also not moving the ball over. <laughs> this is this is a team that is just oh interesting in the Saints. I am very very interested in this under to start off the week. This is a team that is struggling to move the ball. The Saints, uh, they're twenty fourth best offense when it comes to yards per play it's not it's not great this is a, a Seahawks team that we're, is dealing with a backup in Geno Smith these are defenses in the Saints that is still very good though um and you know a defense in the Seahawks that can be gashed still I mean they're giving up 306 yards per game through the air 140 on the ground 
Um, they're giving up 24.8 points per game. Where do we sort of make this one at, and, and how are we kind of liking this game and, and how it unfolds? Um, first of all, let me just say hey, I pretty much hate both of the night games this weekend. I think they suck. It's Anyways. terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely yeah, terrible. terrible. These are terrible games. Um, even if Russell was playing, I mean, I don't really want to watch Jameis. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm I leaning more towards the Saints here, though. Um, I, just, you know, Gino was okay-ish in his game. Um, I think he's going to struggle more against the Saints. I know, you know, Pittsburgh's got, you know, a great defense and all that. But I, I just think, you know, the more that Gino starts to play, I think maybe it'll get a little worse um, and yeah. I, I like the Saints to I like the Saints to probably cover here. And you said it though; it is so bizarre. Jameis, I mean, they don't move the ball. That that offense doesn't move the ball at all. Like when I, I went to the WFT Saints game, and obviously Washington lost, but they only scored off big plays. They never moved the ball. <laughs> like, In the year 2021, they were averaging 180 yards through the air per game. I, <laughs> They're averaging I mean, 125 through the the ground, like. Passing is I mean, more efficient in today's NFL, and there's somewhat like there's what six fifty five yards separating the two units. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, one hundred eighty <laughs> yards. That's like that's like what Alex Smith used to do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Jameis, who was setting the like. Yes, he was turning over the ball, but he was throwing. I mean, five thousand yards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's crazy. They've neutered the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> What happened down in down, like Drew Brees and Sean Payton have neutered the man. Um, <laughs> it, 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 the under was very appealing to me potentially here. I, I want to see you know if there's going to be any weather there. I haven't looked at that yet because um, the Saints defense is still it's a good unit. I mean they're yeah, giving up 79 yards per game through the rush. Uh, they're 285 yards per game through the air. Um, they're they're a pretty solid unit. Um, right now and so i do think to your point gino is going to have a bit of a i mean he's having a bit of a come down but like this is a this is a spot that i think is going to be very difficult for him in in this offense um so i'm interested to see how that that dynamic kind of plays out um you know a washington football team fan i've seen more backup quarterbacks than about like anyone in the world um (laughs) So let me tell you something. A lot of times they'll come out and they'll look decent at first. They come back to life most of the time, 99% yep. of the time. As soon as you start getting film on them, as soon as that pressure yep. starts to come in, that they, they're the guy right now, it, it, it surprisingly starts to, to collapse on them. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I like the Saints here um, as that number comes down. So that's that's the week. It's a, it, it's a blunder of a week. I, I think my the teaser that I, I am very interested in is Pax Bucks. I think it's a pretty solid, if we're going to tease points down where I'm headed. Um, I don't normally do it, but I think that's the one I'm looking at. I may add a couple other games in there, but just a two-team, a little two-team like teaser. Oh, yeah. Um, games as far as card, I'm going to tweet out my card, my full card here. Um, a little bit later, so make sure you're following at Trivigates Pod. But I do have, I will be betting on the Bengals um, this week. I said, you know, I I gonna take. I don't love. Well, I do love it. I love the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be taking the Eagles, and I am probably going to be taking the Titans. But those are the only games I am definitively betting at this point. I'll tweet out a full card later this week so make sure you're following us at trophy kids pod anything before we wrap this bad boy up 
I got nothing. No brain activity. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we're we're on a. I'm gonna overheat here in a second. So we're gonna we're gonna call it a day. We'll be back uh, later in the week for some more stuff. And as always, peace.